and welcome to another edition of LGBT in the Ring, your rainbow bastion for all things pro wrestling. I am your host, Brian Bell, here with you once again on the Odd Sports Podcast Network for the second portion of our Double Dose Week here on LGBT in the Ring. Uh, obviously, yesterday we had our, the return of Coda Holiday, and today we had the return of Killian McMurphy, the shooter, the goon, one part of the goons, however you want to qualify him, our gay president, if you will. Um, Killian is back on the show uh, for the first time in a while. To, obviously, he has a big match coming up on Sunday at Pro Wrestling Vibes next event, Primetime Vibes, their return to DC Brow and the Grapital region as a whole. Um, Killian's going to be taking on Edith Surreal in a battle of Cassandro Cup winners. But also, he is going to be having his uh, big gay president inauguration on that day as well. So it was only fitting that uh, ahead of his inauguration, we have him sit down on the show for, I guess, an entrance interview into his presidency. I guess you could, you could put it that way. But we cover a lot more than just um, the being the gay president now and uh, and all his work with Pro Wrestling Vibe. You know, we delve into a lot of the video work. We talk about the, the goons invading the PWI office uh, ahead of the PWI 500 earlier this year. We talk about February, the, the short that he made with uh, with Sonny Kiss earlier this year and just kind of let things go from there. It's always, it's, it's so much fun having Killian on the show because it's literally just an hour of goofing for the most part with some, with some actual like poignant stuff mixed in as well. Like, I feel like the, the guests this week, both Coda and Killian are great for that are great for just kind of rolling with, with the humor, but kind of dissecting that stuff a little bit and, and going deeper on it as well to actually have a discussion on it. And this one is no different, honestly. I'm excited for y'all to hear it. Of course, if you listened to the show yesterday, you know we do have a big weekend of stuff coming up, not just Pro Wrestling Vibe and Primetime Vibes, but also, you know, Power Pride Pro Wrestling up in Cincinnati, their first queer pro wrestling show. Hood Slam is running tonight out in, in Oakland. Um, the year four for Without a Cause is happening on Sunday as well. And of course, the event I'll be going to this weekend, DOA Pro Wrestling. Um, we are the Weirdos, Mr. Uh, their live debut on IWTV, headlined by uh, Keita Murray taking on Rebel Kel for the DOA Grand Championship. And of course, uh, the very violent tag team match between uh, Funny Bone and Drexel and the Wasteland War Party, Maxi Impaler and Heidi Howitzer. Um, I look. I don't know how the venue that DOA normally runs up here, the the Eagles Club, is going to be standing after to after Saturday night, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll cross fingers that the foundation remains. But <laughs> regardless, a huge weekend of pro wrestling coming up um, for on the independent circuit. Um, and that's really the only wrestling you need to be paying attention to. I don't know. Somebody might be doing something on Saturday, right? Who cares? Anyway, um, I don't know. I, I think it's just I just want everybody to have fun this weekend and, and enjoy the wrestling. And of course, you know, pro wrestling vibe. Uh, Billy Dixon and Lo McGrath, friends of the show, always a, a big shout out to the return to the DC Brow uh, there in, in Washington, DC, because that building, that show, Butch versus Gore, really was a, a major catalyst in the movement that we are seeing continue now. So it's a wonderful thing to see them being back in the area and back in that building specifically. So, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I'm rambling at this point. I'm just excited for the weekend, y'all, as we all should be, right? <laughs> anyway, wherever you have a wrestling show near you this weekend, go check out some stuff. Go uh, enjoy yourself and just kind of retract from online life, please. In my One of my other jobs, I, I have to cover tech. And let me tell you, Twitter is 
not a fun thing to be looking at right now. So do yourself a favor, put that shit down, go check out some awesome pro wrestling. Just do something for yourself. That's all I'm asking. All right. And I'm telling you, if you're in DC, you should go check out the inauguration of our guest, Killian McMurphy. What's up, guys, gals, and non-binary pals? Welcome back to LGBT in the Ring. I'm very pleased to have as my guest this week someone who has a big weekend coming up for himself. Not only does he have a main event match against Edith Surreal in a battle of the Cassandro Cup winners coming up at Primetime Vibes out in D.C., back at D.C. Brow for the first time since Butch versus Gore, but he also is facing his inauguration as our next gay president, our current gay president, I guess, according to according to him. So I guess you can call me the Bob Woodward of gay pro wrestling since I've interviewed both of the gay presidents at this point. Now, please welcome the shooter, the goon, Killian McMurphy to the show. Hello. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Very, very excited for this Sunday. DC Brow, like you said. A big day for gay America, a big day for DC, a big day for professional wrestling. It's only fitting that that you would schedule your inauguration back in DC proper. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny, we um originally I wanted to be January 6th, but it ended up being uh November 6th. I I and wonder I wonder why logistically something just for uh prosperity's sake. I see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's fitting. I, I did. I think I saw that in your one of your latest videos, um, looking through the political cartoons at the yeah. very end. You see that that January 6th X'd out on the poster. So I guess that that. Yeah, that tracks. Yeah, that actually is the uh, first ever um, environmentally friendly NFT at the end. Uh, it's still available for purchase. If you purchase it, you can Venmo me. Um, we can talk specifics and, and how much it is if you if you DM me. But I can send you a copy of that in PNG form, the first ever environmentally friendly NFT. You got making history in all kinds of industries. I'm a lot like uh a lot like many, many innovators. Uh Elon Musk, Donald Trump, all all my inspirations. The the list is endless, truly. Oh, God, Killian, you're a menace. I'm on one this morning, Brian. I'm ready for this weekend. I'm no ready worries. for. My cabinet has told me I really have to, really have to be on one for this interview. That's what they, that's what they told me. Who makes up your cabinet, by the way? Because we haven't really gotten much detail about that so far. Well, um, I guess I can, I can pass on this news right now. Of course, Dustin is the vice president, obviously, and. You'll see Sunday that the uh, head of the Secret Service is uh, Saul Esparza. Mm, it's fine Local choice. Legend. Yeah, yeah. So he's going to be dressed to the nines, uh, similar to what he wore to Big Dust Wedding. And he will be commanding, I believe, a small army, uh, equivalent to the number of people that live in Vatican City. I see. Yeah. And okay. um, we're probably going to violate a uh, fire code in the D.C. Brow, just because we're going to have everybody lined up shoulder to shoulder uh, marching. <laughs> God, don't don't tell low, apparently. <laughs> no, they don't know anything. Okay. Low doesn't know a thing. I don't even speak to low. I see. Most why why is that? They won't message me back. I've I messaged them about a number of my demands, and uh, I haven't heard from them. Just no communication at all. No, it's very unprofessional. Mm. That's a that's a bummer. That's because they work for that commie rag PWI. That's the problem. Ah, I see. They had the negativism infect infect their mind deep mm -hmm. down within the uh, cerebral cortex. <laughs> well, we'll we'll get back to primetime vibes in just a second. But you bring up PWI. Um, I feel like you have you have your own history with PWI, as we saw this year yes. obviously yes. and i'm wondering did that uh we'll talk about the the video itself a little bit but i'm curious like having kevin kind of throw that that responsibility of putting together the pwi 500 yourself 
uh, did that influence this idea or, or like framing of PWI in your mind? Um, well, I've had issues with PWI. I think uh, I think they really came to a head when I was the number one contender for the IWTV title, mm. and I never I never made their indie wrestling rankings, and that was very confusing for me. So I I kept bringing it up and bringing it up. And I feel like it really came to a head when we invaded the headquarters with violence, chaos, and of course, uh, a musical number. Yes. Uh, very, very dastardly of you in dust. Yeah. 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 We couldn't think of anything more evil than song and dance <laughs> and eight by tens. There was a lot of eight by tens. There were a lot of eight by tens. Yeah. We actually left a lot of eight by tens. I think in uh, random places in that uh, shared office space. So tell her about just uh, like a sweet lady arriving with her Starbucks and seeing a picture of Miles. Like, <laughs> I wonder. I can't imagine what's going through a person's head. I, I, it makes me wonder, like Kevin's reaction anytime that he might stumble upon one that's just been like laid out in a strategic place that just hasn't been found yet. Yeah, I uh, I snuck a picture of uh, the picture of Dust smoking the blunt with the sunglasses on, mm. where he looks just like his dad. He uh, <laughs> I snuck that I snuck that into Kevin's desk, so hopefully he'll find that. Or in my head, he he takes it and he walks it down the hallway and puts it in the archives in the in the newly uh, the newly acquired goons folder, <laughs> right next to Jimmy Valio. Oh, that's exactly where it belongs, honestly. Yeah, it does. You know, uh, have you seen me versus Jimmy Valiant, the greatest match in West Virginia history? I have not seen that match, no. I'm uh, 30,000 percent sure that it is just like any other Jimmy Valiant match past uh, like 1990. So if you've seen one, I think I think you've seen them all. If I had to guess, I don't know if he adapted his style for a Killian McMurphy match, but I uh this seemed pretty straightforward. <laughs> what was it like being in the ring with Jimmy Valiant? And stick his finger in my butt. <laughs> that was the big that was the big spot in the match. Um I think if we work now, I would try to work it where I would stick my finger in Dustin's butt. Ah. Like he'd he'd stick his finger in my butt. I'm like, not again, storytelling. And I'd get it out. And I'm like, I'll show you. Uh, and then we'd work a little bit. And he's got a manager too, so I'd get real close to getting Jimmy's finger in his manager's butt. And then they twisted in me, and oh no, my fingers in Dustin's butt. Then a big Canadian destroyer on both of us, and then we'll start working into the finish. <laughs> it's it's a sound it's a sound plan honestly <laughs> thank you thank you i wanted to cut this part out so we don't reveal any spoilers for big uh when jimmy valiant comes to 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 pride and vibe next year the big the big rematch yeah the big rematch of yeah. five years in the making no worries <laughs> people People have short memories sometimes, so yeah, I think there. I do think there that, that there's a lot of rural West Virginia and vibe uh, crossover in the two fan bases. I think there's, I think there's a lot. <laughs> I mean, I, I will say this: like one of the more prominent companies in West Virginia right now, RSW, their champion is a non-binary wrestler Zeke Mercer. So there might be actually be a little bit of truth to what you're saying there. Zeke is dope. Zeke is Zeke is super dope. I met Zeke at Eclipse a long time ago. Is uh is Zeke from West Virginia or is Zeke a, a PA? I don't know. PA? I don't know off the top of my head. Oh, okay. Yeah. I always assume I always assume where people are from. People think I'm from Jersey, Pennsylvania, Virginia, Texas. Yeah. Not really Texas. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like I growing up in Georgia, people thought I was from Boston. So who knows? Is that because you didn't have an accent? Yep. Hundred percent. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, you don't you don't really have much of an accent at all. No, it only comes out whenever I'm like angry or drunk. Honestly. Uh, 
that makes sense. People or in college did. Sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I said or we're talking about all. Oh, oh, and flower. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's got to come out then, or people won't understand what you're talking about. Exactly. <laughs> uh, people in college used to think I was from Texas because of my hillbilly ass accent. And I went to I went to college in Maryland, like same state that I grew up. I'm like, I know I'm from this state. It's just other parts. <laughs> I wouldn't even say that you have like a a super hillbilly accent though. Thank you. I've worked since since being in professional wrestling and having to like publicly speak more. I've worked really hard to not sound like a hick ass, but it definitely comes out every once in a while. Oh yeah. Like when I talk about how I was in the closet forever, I sometimes say closet. <laughs> oh Lord. Closet. Closet, closet. It's, you know what? It doesn't matter. <laughs> Either way works. Either way, we know what you're talking about. No, but but speaking of like where where you grew up, though, obviously going back to Pride and Pride, uh, Primetime Vibes this this Sunday, this is the first time that Pride and Vibes been back in the DMV since Butch versus Gore back in 2020. Obviously, like sort of in your backyard, being in the DM, growing up in the DMV, calling that area home. What is how important is it for you to see Pride and Vibe sort of coming home in a way, considering that all this really popped off at that original Butch versus Gore show? It's really, really cool. And um to be able to come back there with Dustin and the Goons, um, also from the DMV area, uh, is really, really important to me. Um, because that was uh kind of right before they became a thing. I mean we kind of formed up. Dustin was managing me a little bit here and there, but not on the level of of primetime wrestling at the time. And and he was talking to to the promoter at the time, and there were works of bringing in him and him and Nelson. And when that company collapsed over the pandemic, that all kind of fell apart. So being able to come back with all of them, um, and in the way we're coming back in the main event and the inauguration, like it's really, 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 really cool. No, I'm I'm excited for the fact that you know the leg that legacy that Butch versus Gore sparked off is going to continue down there, especially being back in DC Brow. Yeah, um, building. Yeah, like it's last just... time I was there, my both my butt cheeks came out. <laughs> Oh, was that at uh, my club? Or... Yeah, yeah. Okay. Moses picked me up for a big scoopy, and I slipped it, and it, his hand slipped too, or something. And Sway, who does my gear, was there. Um, he was like, "Did you tie your string?" I was like, "I guess, I guess not tight enough, Sway." <laughs> but I think that's the only thing people remember from that match. Probably got a huge reaction. I can imagine. There's a little gay section. There's like a very, a very, very gay section of at least that crowd, like plopped right in there, and they came alive with <laughs> and they gave me like a thumbs up after. I was like, I guess of all places, okay, I guess this is not a, not a bad not a bad spot for it to happen. <laughs> now you don't you don't strike me so much as someone who like. Um, Either either you mask or you don't really exhibit much like shame in in the ring. I I could be wrong just based off of like how you present yourself like through the character and that sort of thing. But yeah, like is that is that true or is that or like is a moment like that something that does kind of get you in your head a little bit? I think that was a lot of it. Is the fact that. I was like, freeze, grab, pull them up instead of just leaving them down mm -hmm. and like working with my ass out for a second to like not only like make it a moment that people are going to like really, really laugh at, but also kind of like own it and control it. But also it was a little low to do that. I was afraid more than my ass was going to pop out. Um, so, you know, it's, it's heat of the moment, you know, you kind of wish you did, but who knows, I could have taken a punch and then the whole berry sack pop out of the back and then we're having a whole different conversation. We're probably not having a conversation because I'm probably on some kind of offender list. 
at that point. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can understand the thought process there. <laughs> yeah. And this, and that All that's got to happen, like, within a second. I'm, like, taking a punch. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> But, you know. I mean, there's and there have been plenty of times where I've, like, not had my ass fully out. It's not like a Deppin or a Flare level of it. But I've gotten my short pulled down and revealed my like underwear underneath um have done that spot uh with erica before and it's got a great reaction and it's like so like it is part of the tool belt right but it's like when it happens by accident there's a lot to consider in your little brain in a short amount of time yeah it's all about the the planned versus the unplanned right right exactly when when I have miles on my shoulder and like we're chasing more and then Erica does it to me and then we're panicking we're panicking we're panicking and then you know Boar punches miles and we both take the bump it's different from like you know you you have your ideas in your head and then all of a sudden like you're at risk for showing all your all your junk <laughs> and you know I've never showed my junk online fully so (laughs) (laughs) keeping a bit of mystery yeah yeah you want to put that thing behind a paywall exactly that's what OnlyFans is for yeah and i don't want to give iwtv hates me now so i don't want to give them that kind of footage just for free oh wait hold on why does iwtv hate you i don't know i don't know they unfollowed me on twitter after i lost to yuda i think they really had faith in me Mm. (laughs) (laughs) i would have figured that you winning the cassandro cup would have gotten you that follow back though especially considering jerry was in the match that was probably a problem right oh now you say that yeah i could think he was jealous Mm. yeah because uh erica Erica took his head off with a big clothesline (laughs) I looked at it and I said, what is going on? Jerry's in the match. <laughs> that was chaotic. Yeah, I what can imagine. Time. Yeah. No, like okay, let's 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 just jump into the Cassandro Cup match a little bit here because let's we need to, we need to talk about that. We'll get back to the PWI video because there's more about the PWI video I want to talk to you about, but yes. Cassandro Cup, obviously leading into Pride and Vibe weekend, you had called your shot. You were like, I'm I'm gonna outlast everybody. I'm going to Iron Man this thing or, or Iron nope. Person this thing. And you you called your shot and you did it. Um last eliminating Brooke Valentine to to win the Cassandro Cup. And I mean what goes into a performance like that? Like what goes into a match like that for you specifically? Just how it Rumbles already feel so chaotic. I can only imagine like being someone who has to like remember thir- basically 30 people's worth of of stuff. Like yeah. how how do you even begin to like handle that? Um well that was the goal when I went into that day. I was like if I'm first and uh and I'm going to be there until the end, I want to do something with everyone. And and if you watch the match back, unless someone has like a very particular thing that they're doing, um, they they run something with me either first or very early on. Every single person that comes down there, um, and if we didn't call something, then later on we work something on the fly. Usually, I think I think I may have missed two maybe three people in in that whole thing with this just you know they're very specific like bit 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 um i'd always heard it's like wrestling nerd coming out you don't see this side of me too much um i had always heard that like eddie when eddie was in the rumble i think it was eddie it might have been chris one of one of those little fellas um when when they were in the rumble starting first and marathoning the whole thing, they ran a spot with every single person in the rumble. So I was like, I just want to see if I can do that. So I so I set that goal and I was 
as people arrived, I would like look at the sheet and then I'd go over to that person. And I'm like, look, I'm in there at the beginning. What do you want to do when you got in there? When you or when you get in there? And I just went up to every single person. And then I'd go back to the sheet and I'd start at the bottom and I'd be like, this is with somebody, this is with da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And I'd work my way up and I'd and I'd be walking through the locker room and I'd like point to people and I'd call something and I'd walk over to the other person, I'd call something, I'd go outside, smoke a blunt, come back in, do the whole thing again. Like, um and that that and combined with just like knowing personalities and being able to work on the fly, like Candy was being a bitch and didn't want to call anything with me. And so I was like, we just did the stink face spot completely on the fly. And and that just comes from like knowing the personalities in the match, right? Yeah. So uh it was it was hard, it was tough, but it was a lot of fun and easier than I thought it would be. In all really? reality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From a from a memory. I mean, I guess I like work a lot. I've been working for a while, so like I don't, I don't think the memory thing would have ever been a factor, but, uh, the, the cardio and like, um, the, the working with different people's styles, like I'm very happy and very content with, with the outcome Mm. from a, from a performance standpoint. Now, obviously you, you have been working for, for a while now, and, and there's a number of people that were in that mess that you have already like had a good, like had a good working relationship with in terms of like, you know, you've been in the ring with them a, a multiple times. You, you got a good right. with them and that sort of thing. But was there anyone that kind of, whenever you were putting the, all these ideas together and, and coming up with different uh, stuff to run with people, was there anybody that you like were less familiar with that you kind of saw as like a little bit of a, a challenge in a way, or like, was there anybody that stood out as like, Oh, well, I haven't really been in the ring with this person maybe like maybe there's more thought added to to what to do there yeah candy i had uh, i had a bunch of shit i wanted to do with candy <laughs> she was just ignoring me she's like no no we're not gonna do that we're not we're not i'm not even going to look at you in there and we end up like probably pairing off more than anybody she she paired off with in the whole match yeah um so yeah i, I had a bunch of stuff i wanted to do with candy but we, with the what we did was I think very fun and very creative. No, I I agree. It was that a lot of that whole match was just a lot of fun. Honestly, like I feel like so many people had the chance to like show out with no matter whether it was just sort of like a short little period or like you and and Ashton and, and a number of other people having the longer, right, the longer stays in the match. Um, although I will say, like, you and Candy are the two people in Pro Wrestling Vibe who currently hold trophies there. Maybe there's a one-on-one at some point? I don't think, I don't think she's ready for that. I don't know what she would do. Does she even have that trophy? Let's really think <laughs> about the logistics of this shit. But, okay, so Vibe's got the Chicago show. I'm not, I'm not traveling with my goddamn trophy. I'm sorry if people want to see it. They can see it on Instagram. I'm not putting that shit on a carry-on. My trophy is like a fourth of the size of Candy's trophy, and she's going about six times as far. So do you really, really think she's going to pay for a trophy this, this fucking tall to go, to go? I won't pay for a trophy this tall to go in the airplane. <laughs> well, according to Billy, there's a new trophy being designed right now for Candy, so... She probably broke the other one. <laughs> I mean, it is, I it is pretty it tall. Is. I can see I that. I know how easy it is to break one of those tall trophies. I have done it. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure the short guy's going to get broken at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't imagine the, the hellstorm that is Candy Lee uh, uh, carrying and uh, n- nurturing a, a large trophy like that. <laughs> No, I look. You you make a trophy that tall, you're asking for something to break on it. Honestly, honestly, those things are never well built. Fucking cardboard, absolute cardboard. You should see the the state of the 2021 Super Eight trophy. Oh, it's Lord. practically like a fine powder at this point. <laughs> you just need to put a bunch of lacquer on it and just get it sealed up and make it hard as rock. Probably not a bad idea if we can yeah. get it. To- 
There you go. Just gorilla glue the whole thing together and put it in a case or something. Yeah. All right, Yens. Thank you so much for tuning in to LGBT in the Ring. Um, we'll get right back into the thick of things, but I do want to take a pause real quick and say thank you to some amazing people that make this show as rad as it is. Starting off with Daniel Quasar, the Progress Pride flag designed by Daniel Quasar is a product of Progress Initiative. You can find out more at Quasar.digital. A big thank you to Sarah and the Safe Word for the show's theme song, Formula 666, off the album Red Hot and Holy. You can find them on Twitter at STSW Band, and you can check out their music on both Spotify and Bandcamp at sarahinthesafeword.bandcamp.com. Um, check out independentwrestling.tv for the best in current and classic independent pro wrestling, including live events from top independent promotions worldwide. Uh, you can use our promo code LGBTRingPod or visit tinyurl.com slash IWTVLGBT and peruse their entire library uh, over there at independentwrestling.tv. Once again, promo code LGBTRingPod or go to tinyurl.com slash IWTVLGBT check out that service uh, you can follow the show on twitter at lgbt ring pod you can follow me on twitter at wonderboy otm and if you're into video games definitely check out my video game news show the mr video game super show i co-host that with uh, twitch streamers slacker kite and lady Merwin every monday at 8 p.m eastern 5 p.m pacific over on twitch.tv slash dead sun entertainment uh, it's your weekly roundup of gaming news, uh, and it's always a blast. So once again, check that out every Monday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, over at twitch.tv slash deadsunentertainment. Sun like the star. We'll be right back with more LGBT in the ring. Okay, so talking about Cassandra Cobb, we have to talk about the the video you posted afterwards announcing yourself as the the gay president yes just i swear to god killian i i love how your mind works but i mean it when i say you're you're a menace <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you i take a lot of pride in my minnesota good good um okay eating chick-fil-a while kid rock plays over out of the Cassandro Cup trophy itself, how how does this idea come about? And and I'm curious about like what what your thought process is in terms of like leaning into this like it's like interesting territory of like a queer person leaning into like the territory of homophobia in a way that almost and this is just my own perception of it almost like points towards the absurdity of it a bit i I don't know i'm curious to get your thought process on on this on this whole journey that you've been on yeah yeah no you you hit the hit the nail on the head with it and i always wonder i always wonder when i put out content is it is it just gonna be haha funny man eat chicken or are people going to see, you know, the deeper, the deeper meaning of that? And if you liked that, if you like that, do not miss this Sunday at DC Brow, the inauguration live celebration. Can you imagine <laughs> people cheering, people chanting my name, people singing along to the Kid Rock? You know, you know that crowd knows every single lyric for only God knows why. They have to. There's no way they. <laughs> I I am curious to get your kind of thought process on on this idea, though. Like, what what pointed you to being like, okay, this is this maybe should be the route that I that I go with this now. Um. There there have been a few influences. Um, kind of in the brain trust, uh, brain trust in the in the cabinet that have kind of pushed us in this direction. But like outside of uh, naming particular names, uh, have you seen the rehearsal with Nathan Fielder? Oh, a hundred percent. Yes. Yeah, I feel like his content changed my life. <laughs> I like, can I can totally uh, see that. 
Yeah, in a very like uh, my dark, beautiful, twisted fantasy level of like reputation, Taylor Swift level of like this media, like Bojack Horseman. My life is going this way. This media hits like I'm going in a complete different direction, but more so than any of those pieces of media, this kind of opened my eyes to uh, my uh, seeing my own art in in a different light. And we were kind of uh, already going in this direction uh, in a lot of ways. And then seeing what he does just made me want to just like pedal to the metal with it. And like I said, I don't, I don't want to name names because what, what is left of kayfabe, but um, a lot of really smart people in my ear. Um, people that I, that I send stuff to and I say, what do you think of this? We rate, we, you know, weigh the pros and cons of it and like, what what are you trying to say? Are you saying anything like it, uh, that level of care and attention to detail with everything I put out with those people? I think even more so than the outside influences is the most important thing. But stuff I just want to like name and point to is like that really did something for it. it is definitely definitely Nathan Fuller for sure. What was it about the rehearsal that that kind of like cause that that sort of collision course and diversion for you nothing nothing in particular about like the message of the rehearsal or even the message of nathan for you you know episode to episode because it's Mm. much less uh, cohesive much more episodic um than the rehearsal is just the the social experiment and and let's see how far we can push people kind of thing and i'm obviously not there with my content yet because i feel like it is still a lot funny man eat chicken but it's a good sign for me when you're when you're there and you're pointing out basically what i'm trying to say and I, I believe in death of the author. And if people want to interpret my work this way or that way, like I know a million people who watched February and thought thought February meant this, February meant that, this represent that, this represent, and that's that's fine. But um, I I am saying something very particular with with this content, the gay president stuff, and it it feels good that someone as smart as you is like on that same path with me. No, I mean, I I appreciate the the compliment there, but I, I feel like I'm I'm definitely not the only one that's that's on that path with you. I think it's I think the more like instant reaction, and honestly, I think I'll also, in terms of like a wrestling fan looking at that stuff, I think sometimes the wrestling fan wants to play the part, so you yeah. have like the more of the the laughter or the over the top reaction that that yeah. you see towards like you calling Donald Trump your your personal hero or something and yeah. oh my god <laughs> <laughs> the png that i found we the, the brain trust was cracking up at the, the two thumbs up png i was giggling <laughs> media because um I, I guess i can say this name dustin yeah. dustin was like there's a guy that does does uh political cartoons and he makes trump really really buff and I was like, all right, let me try to track this down. But I, I couldn't find a good one to to use. And and so we ended up just using an actual picture of him. And I think that that came out funnier. Oh, the, yeah. The- <laughs> 100%. I also, speaking of that frame, though, the video, very apt of you to put your your head on trade, I would say. Why? What does that mean? Oh, it's just, it's, you know, queer slang. <laughs> oh is that a thing i didn't i had i had no idea oh yeah said we, should, we should name the group that at mcw <laughs> <laughs> you stumbled into something there <laughs> i don't know i don't know if that crew knows that i know eric martin knows where that came from but i don't know if like miles hawkins and, and the rest of the crew know exactly that <laughs> oh, pretty <well>. funny <laughs> 
I get a giggle out of it anytime I see that pop Dang. up. No. Thank you. Thank you. I think it's even funnier because I'm not even in the group anymore. <laughs> this gay joke that I made. Even God, you just, good kids. You, just, you just leave a path of trolling everywhere yeah. you go. Big, big destruction. Big Godzilla skyscrapers hitting the ground. God, um, let's stay on the video stuff here. Like, I because you brought up February, I really enjoyed that that video as well. Like, obviously, like you know, the people that that know some of the backstory there, obviously, kind of like feeds into the context of it. But just on the surface, like a a nice little compact, um, emotional horror story there for valentine's day like what what went into making that rom drum zom yeah rom drums okay there we go rom drums (laughs) i'm into it it's in the (laughs) vernacular now (laughs) sorry what was your question i would say like what what kind of inspired that that idea for you and and bringing sunny in to to produce that um well when i started it's, it's kind of funny it's like a very full circle thing in a lot of ways i look i look at february as the the series finale of the big goddamn cinematics i mean you have killian vision which is kind of the movie um but but i think you know the series really ended with that that holiday special and it started uh when like sunny and i had just broke up like start of the pandemic right and in the middle of the pandemic is when those started going on and you know life happens uh it's my my video style improves and just the way it came full circle uh sunny contacts me and is like when am i going to be in a big goddamn cinematic and like I was feeling so good about our production value, we'd already done like two seasons. We had done the Erica thing for the second season, um, the the Bulletproof Championship stuff for the first season. We had just put out sock puppets, um, so I was feeling like great about our stuff. So I was like, you know, let's dig into what everybody is always asking: Are you still dating Sunny Kiss? Are you still dating Sunny Kiss? Like even even workers ask me that. Even people in my life ask me that, right? Like, so I was like, let's emotionally manipulate. And we take what everybody wanted to see and we twist that and we take a turn on that. And I just think between the production value and just the, the backstory like you were talking about that I elaborated on a little bit, the full circle um of how everything came back to February, I think is, is so fucking cool. And Sonny was a gem to work with, like so much fun and like made it very easy and uh, was great, like going to location to location, like very patient with that stuff. Like we, um little behind the scenes thing, and I, I don't know if it'll reveal too much, but the scene where we're outside at the gazebo is entirely ADR. Because the and for people that don't know, that's that's people that you dub you dub your voice um, after it's recorded over the video because there was a snowblower that started on the second take, oh, and I'm like stressed out. But we we went and Sunny recorded all of her lines that same day uh, for ADR. So like. I'm very, very proud of that project. So I guess that's that's kind of the full story on February. No, I mean, you're rightful to be proud of that. I think that was... And the way that you characterize it as like a series finale for for the the big goddamn cinematics, like it, it fits in that way because, you know, I feel like that... I don't know, like the full circle-ness of it, like you said, like it, it fits in there. It puts a nice bow on that sort of thing. Plus, it's also kind of a... Obviously, like this is stuff that that you have been like processing and and your own taking your own journey down for the last like two years and kind yeah. of being able to just put like a like nip that conversation in the bud going forward and like putting a bit of a 
a finalization point on it, not just for yourself, yeah. but for all the other people who keep asking you about this. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And um uh it's funny though, people like even in the comments like still ask. I was like, <laughs> do you even do you even watch the video? And I, I guess that's where part of my paranoia comes from. Um when we're talking about like sorry when we're talking about like how people are gonna interpret my current work um because you know there are people in the comments but people are you know blinded by what they want i guess like yeah. i said that the author you can't always count on everybody getting the message but yeah well speaking of like some of the the stuff you've been doing with like the gay president stuff like do you worry that some people just take it blanketly as homophobia i wish they would then i get some heat <laughs> Um, I mean, there have been cases where um, I think there were some people upset about like the women's super eight thing mm. about me and and for people that actually followed the end of that story, they know that I wasn't actually in the women's super eight. I was taken out by the eventual winner. Mm -hmm. It was all part of the thing. But um, who had a very nice Sonic costume, by the way? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that was that was a nice Sonic. Can you believe that wasn't mine? <laughs> I honestly was, thought like, it was yours. That was there at the show when I got there. It's like Erica's gonna put this on, blah 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 blah. I have it now because what is the promotion gonna do with a Sonic costume? But yeah, you'll probably see it again, I'm sure, in some some content. Yeah. But you were saying though about the, the women's super eight stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think I think less so than people thinking I'm homophobic with the gay president angle. Um, and I think that's that's a lot of like, you know, I'm queer, so I I, I can speak on on it from a certain perspective. Um, I think there were people that were pissed off about the women's super eight thing, but it, you know who who knows if they would would be or if they felt better when the story resolved. But but I'd like to think that the story had a happy ending that it had a good conclusion so if they if they had stuck around maybe they wouldn't be so upset but i think um of of all the things that we've done so far i think that like really uh made people the most like actually pissed off and annoyed <laughs> i mean you're right though in that like it comes it comes to a happy conclusion like erica winning yeah. the tournament and then of course erica going on to win the ecwa championship and making history there like it's sometimes you just have to like let things i know it's it's a it's kind of a term beaten into the ground now in, in pro wrestling discussion areas that i don't pay attention to because they're just stolen but like this idea of like letting things play out like you sometimes you have to let stories play out yeah a hundred percent a hundred percent it's um I mean, you can think of so many times at the highest level that uh, fans have been very upset and wanting to cancel the network during that era, not knowing that there's there's going to be a payoff, right? Like, not having faith that they're going to have Daniel Bryan winning eventually. So, you know, who, who knows? Uh, Fans want what they want, but that's why they don't make the decisions unless they buy a promotion. <laughs> <laughs> and if they do, they do not understand what they are getting themselves into. But I hope they pay me lots of money. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's let's talk a little bit about behind the scenes of the PWI 500 video real quick. Okay. Because that, first off, as I said earlier, that whole that whole video uh, was just was great. It was hilarious. I love that y'all went the musical route. I love that you got Kevin singing, and it <laughs> is so good. Kevin, love you. Um, but it was just, it was just all around just a perfect like companion to like some of the the over seriousness that people put on the PWI five hundred at times. Um, what was wh how did that idea come about? Like, was that something that you 
pitch to Kevin? Was that something that Kevin reached out to you for? Like, how did that whole thing come together? So the owner of ECWA um, sent me, I forget if it was like Brock invading the office or somebody invading WWE headquarters and was like, you should do this, but with PWI. And I was like, that's yeah, the invasion thing, you know, invasion, you know, mess up an office is so, so fucking played out. You know what I mean? Like everybody's done it. Like I, I can't even remember what example it sent to me because, you know, it's, it's such a thing. So I was like, in my manic acid brain, was like, let's make it a musical. So he kind of like laughs about it. And I'm like, no, I'm serious. And I message uh, Maestro, uh, Andrew Scott, who uh, worked for Camp Leapfrog, works for High Tension now, um, is is a musician. And I was like, look, first things first, I can't sing. I'm not a good singer. I was like, but, and then I pitch him the idea. And I send him a few songs. Obviously, like three of them are Family Guy. One of them is is uh, Dr. Cox's song from the Scrubs musical. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, I want it to be a patter song. Um, I want it to have like a big bandy kind of feel. Um, kind of like uh, I think I sent him uh, "You and I Are So Awfully Different," the the Stewie and Brian song. I was like, for instrument instrumentation, kind of kind of like this. Um, and then it, it took him a while, obviously, because it's a, it's a fucking song. Um, but he, I, I wrote the lyrics, forgot to add that, that part in there. I I wrote all the lyrics and I sent that to him and Dustin and I did an acapella version and sent it to him. And he came back with a track and his demo of it, which like from a musical standpoint is like. Far and far and away better than anything Dustin and I did. Like he <laughs> he absolutely like gives it gives it socks, right? Um, but then then we mimicked that and we laid we laid the track down. Uh, we sent it to Kevin. I guess I never talked about how I how I messaged Kevin and I was like, so crazy idea. And uh, he was like, feel free to say no. And he was basically like, no, I mean, I, he's like, one, he said he used to sing in a band, which from there I was like, fuck yeah, we're on. Um, and then he was like, PWI used to do fun things all the time. He's like, uh, Rob Van Dam gave gave Bill after a frog splash uh, right there in the offices. And uh, John Trotsky, one of my trainers, they slapped Bill after one time. Some, some some shit like that. I don't know. Um, but he was super about it. So we laid down our our thing. Uh, we sent uh, the Maestro version and an instrumental to Kevin, and he came back with his uh, best best Disney villain impression, which like he absolutely crushed that. Like I can't I can't speak highly enough of how well Kevin did in that. Like blew my mind and then um the sunday so i i got covid mm. when we were supposed to record so we had to push recording back to the the sunday before the list dropped oh lord yeah for the actual like you know you know camera video shit as the professionals say um <laughs> I've been on sets, that's how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> um but but yeah, we we went to he was nice enough to let us in to PWI headquarters on a Sunday. And not only did we get all the footage, which uh was shot by Miles, by the way. Miles was the, the cameraman for most of that. Uh he showed us like all the archives and you know pictures dating back from like the 40s and 50s like really really cool old stuff like 90s indie wrestling and like pictures from like those brian pillman memorial shows and like really specific like 
folders and folders just stacked ceiling high. So it was, it was cool to see that stuff. Um, and then went home and I, and I edited it. I edited it that night um, to kind of a rough draft state, sent it away, got notes um, and finished it the next day. And then I think it was, it was coming out the PWI 500 Eve, which I believe was a Tuesday. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. This came out on a Wednesday. So um, I had it done by Monday night. Oof. And, yeah, it was uh really really tough. I um usually do all my editing on a laptop, and I got a, I have a second screen, and I'll use that in the second screen. I'll have my bay over there and my video over here. Um, but this was this was such a fucking project, and I'm so high and blind that I, I was like putting it on my television just to see like the intricacies of like mouth movement to try to make sure I got it all synced up exactly how it should. So from an editing standpoint, from the deadline and, and also the audio syncing, just one of the most difficult things I've, I've ever done, but very proud of how it came out. No, I mean, no, I mean, you're right to be proud for that one, honestly. And just hearing that you basically like shot, edited and turned it over in like a 48 hour period. It's just, I mean, I. No. Dustin was Dustin was pissed. <laughs> why was Why was Dustin pissed? Dust Dustin hates a deadline. So like, uh, did, did, coming into coming into Killian Vision, the home stretch, absolutely miserable. During a lot of like, because in the first season of the big goddamn cinematics, we were doing them every week. Mm-hmm. Like I think we had like Friday drops every single week for like month and a half two months um something like that and he was uh not happy that we were trying to crank those out so frequently and looking back like especially at the production level we're at now like fucking impossible um but we we get we get done that and dustin's like i'm never singing ever again and uh I, I get a call about the inauguration um, and those who are in the know know who's on the other end of the, the line. This person says, uh, I want Dust to sing at the inauguration. And this is coming off four hours ago. Dustin told me he's never going to sing again. Uh, it is best to see their impression. Um, so I call Rob and, and and objectively Rob is probably the best singer. I mean Dustin's a great singer too, but um I think I think Rob uh is next level with his pipes. Um I call him up and I'm like, can you sing at the inauguration? And he's like, yeah, yeah, da 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 and then I let the group chat know I was like, Rob's singing at the inauguration. Um, Vibe wanted Dust to do it, but Dust said he's never going to sing again. And Dust says, oh, I would have done that. (laughs) And all the anger that Dust felt over the process of the song just transferred over to me. I'm like, you you give me a chart of when you, you do and do not want to sing, Dustin, so we can get this all figured out. Oh, Lord. Yeah, poor guy. I feel so bad for him. I really put that, put him through the ringer. Yeah. I sent this meme once to Kevin of a guy with a sponge that's like, and I'm like, me, dust talent. <laughs> <laughs> it's the perils of being talented. Yeah, honestly. Uh, us untalented folks, uh, we lean on you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, I don't know. The The video stuff just keeps getting better. I'm curious to see whatever is up your sleeve next, honestly. I love that whenever we chat, like, we hardly ever talk about, like, in-ring stuff. Good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
love I mean I love the story of a wrestling match, right? But it's just like, you know, me. There's I just think there's so much more you can do. And I think there's so much so much that isn't being done at any level as far as production and self-promotion and and video in general. So I'll I'll talk about what's important all day long. And I, I truly think that that as of the stuff that I do, that's that stands out compared to my compared to my peers. Like I bump hard, I, I run fast, I jump high. Yes, we all do, but not everybody's got a Premiere Pro account. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, like the next benchmark for people yeah, to start yeah. meeting. It's just me and Jay George. I see. Right? <laughs> just going to keep going back and forth, like who's editing suite? It has the most like doodads to, to play with, the most plugins. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I can't believe I said doodads. I sound so fucking old now. <laughs> Not even forty yet, and I'm saying some fucking boomer shit over here. God. Anyway, Killian, this it's always a blast to sit down and catch up with you. We gotta we gotta do this again at some point. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, you you said uh, you were gonna bring me on for. Uh um vibe i thought you were gonna bring me on for sonic frontiers coming out this week i did i did see about the sonic frontiers debut coming up i i actually was going to ask you about your thoughts on i'm on so that. ready for it yeah i'm so ready for it i uh ian ian flynn who uh has been in charge of writing the comics for a while he recently stepped away um he's in charge of writing the story for frontiers and mm. To keep it brief, I won't hold you up, but I am very, very, very excited about that. I I cannot wait to see what they do. And the gameplay looks cool, the combat looks cool, but I don't give a shit about that. I I like I wanna feel. I I wanna weep at the funny blue rat. That's what I wanna do. Yes. You wanna you you wanna just pierce your heart. Yeah, exactly. 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 No, I'm I'm with you. Like I'm I'm very curious to to give the to give that a shot myself as well. I've been I've been watching so many like like little like development updates on that as well, and I'm yeah. very curious how they're gonna how they pull this off. I right, like it's kind of a uh, kind of scary. I'm gonna get it for the Switch day one, so we'll see if it's a half a frame per second. <laughs> You'll have to keep me posted on that. I don't know what platform I'm going to grab it on yet, but yeah, I, uh, I, I, Twitter will definitely hear about it, so you'll see. Oh, I'm, I'm sure Twitter <laughs> will. <laughs> Anything with the, with the furry blue rat, I know it's going to get you just popping off. <laughs> I, I got a lot to say. I got a lot to say. <laughs> well, I think the perfect way to end this is by making an announcement of our own, because like. I don't know if you're aware of this. We've been in negotiations with some of the management at Pro, at, uh, Pro Wrestling Vibe, and I can announce this here and now. Um, LGBT in the Ring is uh, going to be sponsoring your inauguration on Sunday. Wow. You are a proud gay American, and I salute you. Two thumbs. Two thumbs up. Now, now, what are we, what are we, don't, don't tell anybody, what are we going to do about the Chick-fil-A situation? It's not open on Sunday. I mean, you can always hit it up Saturday night and just throw that stuff in the toaster it's oven. Oh, but it's gonna be cold. You throw it in the toaster God. oven, though. Just, we'll, just let it. Yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll exactly. Out. There, there are. Trust me. Growing up in the South, you got plenty of hacks. <laughs> for, old, for old, crusty fast food. <laughs> you know it. Brilliant. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for taking the time to come on the show today. Let everybody know where they can find you online uh, and any other information you want to throw out there for yourself. <laughs> the Shooter KM on Twitter, Killian McMurphy on Instagram. Uh, check out Birds on Film on YouTube. It is uh, Erica Lee and Big Dust. They recently reviewed both Hocus Pocus 1 and Hocus Pocus 2. Uh, I work uh, as a producer slash intern, apparently, on that show. So uh, definitely, definitely check that out. Uh, not only do we have Pro Wrestling Vibe coming up, but you can catch me next weekend at PPW in Pennsylvania and Invictus Pro Wrestling in their Grand Championship Tournament. 
I believe uh, Fight and IWTV, respectively, is where you can watch those from home. And other than that, stay tuned. We got some really, really cool stuff coming down the pipeline. Can't wait for y'all to see it, and I can't wait to come back on here in another year and a half and talk about how pissed Dustin was while we were making it. (laughs) I will be eagerly awaiting it. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Killian. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, Brian. Always a blast. My thanks once again to Killian for taking the time to sit down and chat. I always have to sneak in a little bit of Sonic talk at the end of these conversations. Um, One of these days we'll have a little bit more time to delve a bit more into some Sonic the Hedgehog conversation. But until that day comes, Sonic Frontiers is is right around the corner for all of the Sonic fans out there. Um, I am truly interested in that. Uh, but yes, it is also true. Uh, <laughs> we here at the show are sponsoring Killian's inauguration on Sunday. So yeah, I have no idea what we are getting ourselves into, but uh, I'm here for the ride. And that's all I can really ask for at this point. It's always fun. Um, that's going to do it for us this week, though, here on the show. Um, come back next week where we'll have uh, some other, some more awesome guests. I actually have an inkling we might be having another double dose week coming up next week too. So we'll see. I'll keep y'all just stay tuned. All right. Make sure you're going and voting for your nominations for the QWI awards this year. The ballot is up uh, pinned the pin tweet on uh, both my Twitter account at waterboy OTM and the show's Twitter account at LGBT ring pod. Definitely go check that out, fill it out, nominate all your favorites. The ballot stays open until midnight Pacific on November 17th. At that point, nominations will be calculated and then the final ballot will be released to all of you um before the end of the month uh so yeah it's gonna be awesome we've got a lot of responses even but just between talking about it on thursday and talking about it to, uh, on today's show uh we've just gotten an influx of responses so keep them coming keep them flowing to me i'm always excited to see engagement with that stuff and to see who you all believe are the best of the best in lgbtq pro wrestling for the year of 2022 so with that we'll say goodbye for this week so until we chat again uh y'all stay messy wash your hands wear your mask get vaccinated and boosted if at all possible same goes for monkeypox still in that still in that um and of course if you're at dc brow this weekend Make sure that you uh, get some redacted in for me in the bathroom. Everybody's ready to die. Bye. Everybody's ready to die. They didn't see it coming from the top of the bridge. She made a deal with the demon so her lover could live.